basically little parcels of savoury minced formed to look like a beehive. That's yeah. it. That's them. <laughs> look, it doesn't sound that appetising. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> I'm Pamela. And I'm Helen. Welcome to Cooking Our Books. Each episode, we're cooking a dish from a large family collection of vintage recipes and sharing what worked, what didn't, and how they come together in this day and age. Hi, Helen. It's so good to be with you again. Hi, Pam. We're back with another classic old recipe today. And I know that you know what we've made. (laughs) But let's just talk about the recipe title because it's a unique one. We're making sausage beehives. What Mm. kind of dish would you think it is? Would you say it's a savoury dish or would you say it's a sweet dish? It's funny, you know, I go straight to savoury because the first word is sausage. My brain does actually go straight to savoury. But the beehives, you kind of think, well, how does that play into it? But because it said sausage up front, I'm I'm going savoury. So true. Of course, sausage is like savoury, right? Mm. Um, but beehives for me just brings up a whole sweet thing because that yeah. honey that's always in the cooking world, pretty much a beehive is something to do with the dessert, something, to do with, something that's honey flavoured. But in this case, it's not a dessert. It it is a sausage recipe and it's certainly savoury, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to your point, my first thought when I was thinking about beehives and honey was, do you remember those old biscuits that Arnott's used to do called honey jumbles? I don't think you can get them anymore, but Mm. they were really yummy, honey jumble biscuits. Things like honey joys, we all loved that at a uh, birthday party when we were kids. The old honey joys made with cornflakes and honey, which was always yummy. And, you know, there are so many different variants of honey cakes and you can even get the cake tins shaped like beehives. Mm. You know, you could make a a honey cake into a beehive shape. A lot of those are all normally honey flavoured. As you say, this recipe is a savoury one because, as we all know, honey is so versatile in both sweet and savoury. So, you know, honey is is widely used in savoury cooking. Think things like honey soy flavouring, which is really popular in Asian dishes, honey garlic chicken, honey glazed ham. You know, you, you can really bring out flavours within meats with honey glazing and honey ingredients, honey-based ingredients. Yeah, there is no honey in this dish, though, is there? So (laughs) I like where you went with that. I love a honey soy. (laughs) Well, these days it's a tofu honey soy. Soy, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Not a drop of honey to be found in this one. It's, It's more the shape, isn't it? It is. You know, the reference directly lies in the shape of the uh, food, which are basically little parcels of savoury minced formed to look like a beehive. That's it. That's them. (laughs) Look, it doesn't sound that appetising. No, it does. (laughs) How about we take some mince and wrap it around a boiled egg and sort of construct a beehive. Look, what I would say to everyone is go with us because actually this is a bit of a surprise hit. Let's go to the recipe origin. Where did we find this in the cookbooks? I can't remember where we're up to out of the 10 books. 
This is book three. Okay. This is book three because with season two, as you know, we started back at book one and we're now up to book three. This is a super early recipe. We're talking <laughs> black and white here, aren't we? We're talking something that looks like it's cut out of a newspaper. We are. It's uh, definitely cut out of a newspaper. On the face of it, there, there is absolutely no complexity to this recipe, which may have been what attracted mum to it because, as we've discussed before, you know, mum wasn't a, a gourmet cook in any fashion. But this was a very straightforward recipe. The only complexity is in the assemblage of it. Well, yet again, she'd never made it, but look, I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anyone listening at this stage. And I'm pleased that, yeah, it wasn't hard. It's not a hard recipe. Very simple ingredients. What decade is this from? 60s. I'm going 60s. It could have merged into the 70s, but I'm still thinking it's definitely 60s. And because of the simplistic nature of the recipe as well. When I was reading it and looking at the era that it's most properly come from, I came back to my initial thoughts. And I know I said this to you as well when I was making them, is that what we're making is just glorified sausage rolls, right? (laughs) Really, that's all they are. They're glorified sausage rolls. But when you think of the era, right, what was the bored housewife doing in the 60s, other than taking an ordinary dish and making it fancy for the hubby? The 60s was still an era where if a woman was working, the minute she got engaged, it was totally acceptable or in a lot of cases expected for her to quit working as her new job was to then take care of husband, children, home, right? You now have women with so much to give to society and to, you know, um, their, their professions and so forth, but they were now relegated to a family home life. I've just got this mental image in my head that some woman, bless her, and maybe multiple women independently came up with the idea themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Where they were looking in the fridge or the freezer thinking, what am I going to cook the husband that's going to show my culinary skills? And they've gone, well, look, let's use what we've got in the fridge and the freezer and, um, you know, getting a bit of mince. You could make meatloaf. It's not that appetizing. You could make a sausage roll. Again, not that appetizing. I know, let's whack an egg in there because I last week I made these wonderfully good-looking scotch eggs. Let's see if we can do something on the variant of a scotch egg <laughs> and <laughs> across, a, a, what do they call it? A um, Not a, a hybrid. A fusion. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> let's. Let's do a fusion between a scotch egg and a sausage roll. And lo and behold, you've got sausage beehives. I like the theory. I totally understand what you're saying about otherwise unused creativity. And who doesn't love a little bit of novelty in your midweek meals? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Look. Jazz it up. That's what this does. It takes a sausage roll and it says, we're going to create some amazing architectural wonder out of a basic ingredient of a sausage roll or a scotch egg. Okay, that could well be the theory of where this came from. I did my normal Google search to try and find out, does this thing exist outside this scrap of paper that we have? Funnily enough, I couldn't really find any recipe, any reference to sausage beehives anywhere. 
And indeed, it got me thinking about maybe this is fairly unique. Maybe it's a once-off. You know, if anyone has seen a sausage beehive, let us know. Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram. I basically came back around to what you're saying is it is a relative of lots of other very common dishes that we're well aware of. Let's run through the list. We've got it in front of us. Let's start off sausage rolls. That's pastry in a sausage. They're classic. They're easy to hold. They're easy to eat. And they're delicious. Scotch eggs. Have you ever made Scotch eggs before, Helen? I've never made You know what? I never have. I never have because... Why would I? <laughs> why would you not? Oh, come why? on. I just, there's, look, I, I'm still saying, I'm still hell-bent that I will host a 70s, a 60s, oh. 70s party and and the catering will be 60s and 70s food, right? Mm-hmm. I, I keep saying it. It will happen one day. We well, will it do it. Now. Okay, that's I know. when you're going to be making scotch eggs, right? Yes, yes. Scotch eggs, boiled egg, wrapped in sausage meat and in breadcrumbs and then deep fried. Because, yeah. you know, everything's deep fried. Everything's <laughs> better when it's deep fried. In other related <laughs> recipes, we've got, I found a recipe for a scotch egg pasty. Oh. Is a, you know, the triangular pasty. Yeah. With a full-blown scotch egg in the middle of it. Right. Never seen that before. I don't know what that would taste like, but it's pretty similar to what we've made today. Sorry, let me get this straight. You've got a scotch egg that's covered in meat covered in breadcrumbs deep fried then it's put into pastry uh good question i've got the link to the recipe uh well there's no breadcrumbs no no okay the the pasty coating is the breadcrumb but it still looks like a scotch egg just in a pasty coating for any fans of your chinese bakeries out there The classic is the Chinese sausage bread. They are delicious. They're fluffy. They've got like a hot dog or a sausage in the middle wrapped around in sort of fluffy bread. That's not necessarily pastry, but that reminds me of pigs in blankets, which we know very well, and that's a hot dog wrapped in pastry. Egg puffs is a similar dish. It's an Indian dish where boiled eggs are coated in puff pastry and with a little bit of curry sauce. That's quite similar to what we made today. And then I found this fantastic reference to Kaliat Nahal. It's an Arabic sweet bread. And that's actually getting back to um, honey bread, you know, bread oh, yeah. being made with honey. Yeah, so yeah. that was the gamut of related recipes. Maybe you can take us through the ingredients, Helen. Yeah, yeah, certainly. First one being pastry. Love this recipe. Didn't have to make puff pastry. As we all know, you just buy it in sheets at the supermarket. So that was great. Called for some hard-boiled eggs, as we've noted, some sausage meat or mince you could have used if you didn't have any Mm -hmm. sausages, a little bit of English mustard and a little bit of beaten egg for the glaze. And literally that's it. It was the world's easiest recipe. But the method on how to make it, look, Seriously, five ingredients. There's not a lot of steps that you need to take. So you need to cut out circles from your pastry and you need to cut them out, larger circles that are going to fit a half an hard-boiled egg that's wrapped in mince. 
cut out the circles. I think I did something like three inch circles, a circle cutter. I had a large circle cutter. For those of you that have like uh, pie makers at home, the cutters that they come with, they're kind of like the perfect size. And then you also need to cut some strips about one inch wide. So for the millennials, that's two and a half centimetres out of the puff pastry as well. And I went horizontally on the sheet, not vertically. What you do to start with is you put a bit of the uh, English mustard on the bottom in the centre of the uh, circle, the pastry circle. You need to boil your eggs and then cut them in half. So each one of these beehives only has half a boiled egg in it. So then you take the half of the boiled egg and you cover it in sausage meat. Now, to get the sausage meat, I actually did have some sausages that I squeezed the meat out of Mm -hmm. the thick sausages. But again, you could just use mince. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. These were flavoured sausages. So the sausage meat brought in whatever the flavour was. I think they were herb and parsley or something like that, sausages. So I just squeezed out the meat inside and into a big bowl and then just used that and my hands to form the sausage meat around half the hard-boiled egg. You whack that on top of the English mustard on the round, on the pastry round, and then just taking the strips of pastry, you work your way around from the bottom and you just wind the strips of pastry around this meatball that's sitting in the middle until you've got it sealed all over and work your way up to the top and then just use a bit of the egg glaze and bacon. So it's bit of artistic license from me as you're so used to Mm -hmm. Uh, I sprinkled some uh, sesame seeds over the top of it because why not it was really really straightforward but I'm keen to hear how you made your vegan version yeah this was either some people are going to think this is totally sacrilegious because how (laughs) how can you make sausage beehives that are meant to have sausage meat and boiled eggs in them but hey look (laughs) We're, we're being open and we're yep. doing the vegan version. So I did manage yep. to build, construct my beehives. So I bought puff pastry in sheets. What a joy. What a oh, blessing. What a day it. to be alive that was. <laughs> puff, in the puff pastry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it just thawed and you can cut it. And there was no <laughs> making a pastry. So yeah. bless that. And yep. for the egg... I used a vegan scrambled egg mixture that I pre-made in like a muffin tin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I baked and I sort of made round. They come out looking very yellow, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I just used round versions and then cut them in half. So perfect. that that was the egg substitute. And then I did have vegan (laughs) sausages, which I sort of just smashed up and tried to Mm. make them into mince or that worked. It was a bit crumbly, but the whole thing kind of stuck together. That was what I used as a substitute for the meat and the egg. Very, very easy to do. It's more in the how beautiful do you want your beehive to be? (laughs) (laughs) I can see, Helen, you've done an absolutely fantastic job with yours. Oh, look, it was nothing. Like literally it was nothing. (laughs) It was nothing, she says. It was nothing. They look really nice, very neat and perfectly layered and very gorgeous deep brown and those sesame seeds on top looked flaky. You can just see how flaky yours were. 
Mine didn't look that crash hot, but hey, look, puff pastry, delicious. Pastry filled with, I don't think it was, it's not butter or the one I bought. It's more like an oil. And Yep. yeah, I managed to get it in a form that looked like a beehive. It looked like a little mound, so to speak. They And looked good yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. So Yeah. I was pleased with them and they were easy to bake. Yeah. They're easy to eat. I actually had three the day I made them. I had two for Oh, lunch good and on one you. for dinner. Oh, well done. <laughs> Well done. Mm. you know, they were a big savory hit. What about you? What did you think of the taste? Yeah, look, they were fine because it was just sausage and an egg and some thing and you wax some tomato sauce over the top and away you went. Um, as soon as they came out, uh, it was around lunchtime on the weekend. I had two hungry teenagers here. Well, I've got to stop saying that. One's not a teenager anymore. But two hun hungry kids here, adults here. So they woofed them down shortly after I was off to visit a friend of ours and I took a couple to him as well. So, um, but they were all gone. Like by that afternoon, they were all gone. Kids woofed them down and said, yep, thanks, mum. <laughs> so I went, I just spent all this time winding these freaking bloody things of pastry around and, you know, the sun ate his in two bites. It's like, oh, all right, I give up. All right. <laughs> This reminds me of so many other recipes, I guess, from the era from our parents, because there is Yeah. not a herb to be found in this recipe. I mean, okay, there's a smear <laughs> if of there mustard. was, yeah. Okay, technically mustard is a seed. Technically, it's a flavor enhancer. But, you know, I mean, come on, there's not, there's not a herb. It, it needs herbs. And and my <laughs> yeah. thought Yeah. Yeah. was, well, if you, if you were really smart, you'd be using a herby sausage. You'd be using something with built-in flavor there. Like you said, you did. Great thought there. Grab a herby sausage. Um, Yeah. I'm sure you could add stuff to this. I'm sure you could add parsley. I'm sure you could add even onion into the mixture of the mousse. Oh, Might that'd be amazing. I think there's some slight Yeah. upgrades just to give it a bit more complexity because otherwise this is a walking advertisement for great sauce because I think it's desperate for tomato sauce, barbecue sauce, Yes. <laughs> yes. We an couldn't aioli, eat it without it. Yeah, look, yeah. something to flavour the thing up. Like, Yeah, yeah, if you were advertising a sauce brand right now, you'd be using a sausage beehive because, yeah. 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 <laughs> I used the flavoured sausages, as I said, so I didn't necessarily needed to add extra flavour because that flavour came through with the savoury uh, meat in the from the sausages. But I did need to uh, put tomato sauce on them just to wet it up a bit because, you know, pastry's dry and flaky and kind of sticks to the roof of your mouth if you don't have anything a little bit wet in there. Got to have sauce or gravy on my pastries. Um, but overall, they were great. As I said, no complaints, you know. Would you make this again, Helen? And if so, what occasion would you make it for? Okay, the only time I would make this again is for that <laughs> aforesaid 70s party. That I would 70s not party. make <laughs> that 70s party. I would not make these again as a regular. No, it's just too fiddly, really. And who's got time? Like, honestly, who's got time? When I was winding the strips of pastry around the meat to form that beehive dome, for it to work really effectively, you've got to make sure that each strip is sealed to the layer underneath. Yes. because you're wanting to create a um, Cone. well uh, you I can't think of the word it's a um 
Yeah, and like a mini place. oven. You need it to be sealed to mm-hmm. create a mini oven within that pastry dome for the meat to cook and no juices to flow out. So I found that when I was winding that pastry, I, I was really focusing on sealing it to the layer below. I just don't have time for shit like that. I don't. I don't. Like, seriously, there are so many other things in life I should be doing than worrying about strips of freaking pastry. That's all I'm saying. No. So I'll do it. I'll do it for the 70s party, but I'm not doing it any other time. I think they would make great appetizers. Maybe not the size that you're asked to make oh, them here. sweet Jesus, you're going even <laughs> fiddlier now. <laughs> I just, You're no. just looking at it from the labour load. You're oh. like, oh, my God, how long am I going to be in the kitchen? I'd rather yeah. be out mingling with the guests. I've got yes. the caftan on. I've got the fondue <laughs> set going. What else do you want of me? You just want to carry your drink and you want to go mingle. That's what you want. Don't you? Not, not in the kitchen the sweating kids. over beehive construction. I get your point, <laughs> no, Helen. No, no, exactly. What about you? Do you think you'd make them again? Oh, good question. I wouldn't make them again either. They were great to make if I was, yeah, trying to impress for a party. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'd do a mini version, but no, I wouldn't make them again. I always thought... A sausage roll is easily constructed because it's even simpler than what this is. So if I was going to make a sausage-type pastry thing, I would just yeah. do a standard sausage roll. That's not to say the sausage beehives weren't a barrel of fun. They yeah. were great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think oh, our fiddly wow. level is rapidly descending, you know. <laughs> yeah. our, in, no, no, it's our tolerance oh. for fiddly levels is rapidly declining. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. we were gifted the present of store-bought puff pastry here and it's still, yes. not, it's still not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But I think it comes back to my earlier statement around these old recipes. I'm, I swear we're designed for that bored housewife in the 60s who just went, how do I make this harder for myself? How do I give myself a job? Because they've all come out of productive careers to then be dealt the hand of having to just look after the family and so they're trying to find fancier ways of doing everything we also have that luxury of living in in an era now where our food choices outside of the home are endless you know if we want something styled if we want something different if we want a different taste or flavoring the the choices are endless yeah Yeah, the choices are endless you go out for that at home you're just making sure that those in the home are not going to get scurvy so you put your three (laughs) veg on the plate every night if you can Mm. and a bit of protein and you know what slap some tomato sauce over the top of it and that'll be good enough if I want a fancy meal, I'm going to go out for it. Very true. Yep. But I, I will be expecting some some <laughs> level of fancy at the 70s party. I'm just oh, putting it out there. Okay. Man, I'm going to have to start planning this. But I don't want you slaving away on the beehives. No. You need to no. be mingling and flowing and gliding yes. across <laughs> the room. <laughs> okay, get my roller skates on. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be well, a that sight. Was 70s. That would be a sight. <laughs> 
Thanks for joining us. You can find the original recipe and our pictures at Instagram. Our handle is Cooking Our Books Number One. Our theme music is by Josh Woodward. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. Bye.